The Amazon rainforest is home to a diverse population of plants and animals. But if you were hiking along the water in Brazil's Amazon River Basin, you might see something you've never seen before. A mammal that appears to be a portly porcine, peeking its head out of the water or napping beside a riverbank. This endearing chubster is an anatomical oddity, but it may be difficult to categorize them based on looks alone. But sometimes adaptation requires an offbeat style if it means surviving in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. I'm Carlos. <laughs> Today we're talking... on top of it this time. Today we're talking about a river horse who, whose looks are laughable and unphotographable, yet they're my favorite work of art. Unphotographable? Yeah, it's a song. Oh, is it? My Funny Valentine. It's a, it's a very popular, like, jazz lounge song. It sounds really good, but uh, the lyrics are really bad. Okay. Like, it's like, you're super ugly, but I'm into it, so don't change. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's weird. I've never heard of this before. It, you might uh, recognize the song. It's very popular. Is it one that I would have heard at Publix? Maybe a uh, very bougie Publix. So Publix. Uh, yeah, it's bougie <laughs> to people who shop at... At Aldi's. Aldi's, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, when you say river horse, I think of the Lord of the Rings when the river horses come and <laughs> kill all the ring wraiths. No, it's a it's a river horse because it's it's the South American tapir, tapir, tapper, tapir, tapas, tapas, yeah, little tiny vegetables and stuff. Yeah, Spanish food. Yeah, um, also known as in the scientific community as the brazilian tapir i'm gonna say tapir that's just how it's gonna go okay the, the amazonian tapir the maned tapir and the lowland tapir yeah but those are boring and mm-hmm. very descriptive okay. so we're gonna call it something else like the hilarious hippo horse yes swimming trunks okay mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and the terrestrial to- toydarian toydarian okay. like like Watto. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Annie! <laughs> little Annie? <laughs> He's, uh... Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. In the new Star Wars park, the toy store is called Tor- Toy Darian's oh, Toys. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Are you making that up? No, it's real. Okay, cool. Can't <laughs> wait to go see it. Um, But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about how this thing is classified. Okay. Because it's a little weird. When you look at it, you're like, what is it? Is it, a, is it a dog? Is it a hippo? Is it a weird, Locomotive? like, bear pig? Like, horse bear pig. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Um, the kingdom, you like it. You know it. You know it. You love it. You're in it. I'm, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I've gotten this right once. It's the kingdom Animalia. Animal Kingdom. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Tordarian's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> The phylum is Chordata, because it has a spine. The class is Mammalia. We're doing another big Because it's mammal. hairy and has mammary glands. Are those the only two I think there's m- maybe some more. I think there are things that aren't hairy Those are two big ones, mammals. though. What? I think there are things that are not 
hairy that are mammals. Like the naked mole rat. It has hair on it. It has wispy, nasty hair. So does nothing but... Nothing has hair but mammals? Right. Yep. Everything else that has hair... Is something else. It's like... Is feathers or... or whatever the... Chitin. Whatever the hairy frog has. Skin. Huh. It's just like skin. Yeah. What about like the woolly bear moth? It's chitin. That's chitin? Yeah. Huh. Bees, chitin. Like fuzzy bees? It's chitin. Wow. I guess I've never really thought what it means to be a mammal. <laughs> yeah, hair. Uh, hair that's made of uh, keratin. keratin. And uh, like fingernails and horns made of keratin. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the order is Perisodactyla, which sounds familiar to another order that we've visited frequently, which is Artiodactyla, which is even-toed ungulates. So, parasodactyla is odd-toed ungulates. Oh, yeah. Ardeodactyla, even-toed ungulates, that's like hippos and You deer know how this is an odd-toed ungulate? We're talking about that. And humpback whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I know how this is an odd-toed ungulate. Okay. I have its whole description. Sweet. Here. Let's do it. I mean, um, whenever you're ready. But... I'm not trying to rush you or pressure you. Paras- Parasodactyla has... I know, I don't feel pressured at all. Okay. Um, also, horses, zebras, um, and... I did not know about zebras. Oh, interesting. Rhinos. Yeah, yeah. Because so, and any... Like, a horse essentially has one toe. One hooved toe. Okay. And that's, that's the hoof that you see. So, the uh, tapir has an odd number of hooved toes. So, anyway, the family... Is Tapiridae. Because Tapiridae keeps the doctor away. Uh, <laughs> the genus is Tapirus. That rhymes. And the species is Terrestrius. Or Terrestris. Yeah, just Terrestris. So Tapirus, Terrestris. That's the binomial nomenclature nice. of this guy, the South American tapir. Cool, 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 cool. So anyway, let's talk about what where it lives. It is called the Amazonian and the Brazilian tapir, so you would be right in assuming that it comes from, from the Amazon basin. Actually, it lives all over South America. Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina, mm-hmm. Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia, all over the place. Yeah. Just not in, like, the highlands. It's the lowland tapir, as yeah. I mentioned earlier. It there likes... is a mountain tapir that lives in the highlands. Right. So it do, it's not very far south into Patagonia or uh, very far west into Peru where... Um, where it's not tropical. So let's talk about what it looks like. It looks like a weird elephant hippo pig. Yeah. Looks like a lot of things put together. It's kind of like the platypus of... It's the platypus, like, manatee. <laughs> it's like, it's just like let's stick everything together. Yeah. Um, it's slightly chubby. So don't, don't think of this, like, walrus-esque animal. It's just slightly Like a chubby. lean pig. Like a pig before you stuff it full of slops. Yeah, it's like a non-cartoon pig. It's like it's it's what those. It's like a like like a wild hog. Like one of the pigs. Someone that has to work for their food. Yeah, yeah. You could tell that it's got a good work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has short hair. Um, it has a longish body. Yeah. So we're still in pig region here. <laughs> yeah, shorter legs, longer body. A short, stubby legs, a long, triangular head. Still in pig region. So we're. <laughs> 
you're, if you're thinking of a of a wild hog, you're not too far. The off. ears are very hoggish. They're short, round ears. Um, and here's where it differentiates. It has a mini elephant trunk. Yeah. On its face, that's why it looks exactly like Watto from um, Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace. Also, its its feet are a little bit more like a hippo's. Than yeah, but that's not something you would notice immediately. You'd be like, oh, look at yeah. that pig with an elephant's trunk on yeah. it, like a mini one. So their fur is always striped and spotted as when they're babies. And that's across all species. There are five species of tapir. Um, and I didn't write them down and I didn't memorize them. But I know there's um, a mountain one. There's one that's named after some dude. Yeah. There's Such an R or something. There's this one. And then there's also... The Malayan tapir? Yeah, that's the, the the one that looks like a black and white cookie. It looks exactly like a black and white cookie. <laughs> and it looks like it has, like, leggings. <laughs> so, like, the, the front half of that animal is all black, and then the back half is mostly white, except for its legs. Its back legs are, yeah. are black, like it's wearing leggings. I saw um, a video of just, like, a guy took a video of uh, one of those Malayan tapirs, and the top comment was, your panda is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like its pants are have fallen down, and it's kind of, like, and trying that, to get around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of tapir it is. Uh, all all babies start out with black, or uh, with with spotted and striped uh, fur, and mm-hmm. it's really stark. They look pretty cool, yeah. like a chipmunk. Uh huh. It's to help them blend into the forest floor as like as light foliage uh, splays across the the ground. Um, but for the South American tapir, as an an adult, it has dark brown fur and small white spots and stripes along its body although they're really small so if if you look at like the average picture of one you're not going to see it unless it's up close those white spots uh they also have thick with two c's bums and tiny little tails yeah so like it's actually protrudes it's not it's not like a dog's or like a even like a hippo's it like actually sticks out like a horse yeah kind of like a horse um even maybe a little bit more so. Um, and they have just stubby little tails that you can hardly see. So uh, still kind of pig region. Um, this is pig country. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, that sounds awful. Um, their toes are hooved and splay out so they can walk on soft mud. And they have four toes on each front foot and three toes on each back foot, which makes them odd-toed ungulates. Yes. And each one of those toes is hooved, just like a horse's one toe is hooved. I like how they're like, these two animals with hooves are farther apart taxonomically than this animal who has full-on fins and lives in the water. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. The, the humpback about, whale thing will never... It's about their supposed lineage and stuff. Yeah. Their pedigree. <laughs> um, the South American tapir also has a short ridge of bristly hair, like a mohawk, that goes from its ridiculous-looking trunk all the way back down its neck. Um, also, fun fact... The uh, South American tapir is the largest mammal in the Amazon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Does they're it? bigger than, um, I guess, yeah, they're bigger than, like, jaguars and stuff. Yeah. 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 
Bigger than, um, definitely bigger than capybaras. Yep. Interesting. Largest rodent. Cool, cool, cool. <sighs> How big is it? <laughs> Thank you. Now we can start. I hate uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show that's where I uh, ask Carlos some quiz questions in order to convey the animal's size and dimensions in relatable terms. And it's also the part that's uh, part of the show that's introduced by you. We do not have new intros this week. And that's on you, actually, frankly. That's on you. It's on you, Johanna. Send us in one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't dox her. <laughs> um, uh, part of the crew, part of the ship. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's go with, uh, Timeless Classic. The entire FPC choir. Let's do that one again. It's a personal favorite of mine, a personal favorite of yours. Let's do that one. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Absolutely. Angelic. Breathtaking. Angelic. Heavenly host. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's jump right into length. They're about 1.8 to 2.5 meters. That, for you American and imperial <laughs> system users. Talking like a speaking spell here. 5.8 to <laughs> 8.2 feet. Let's just call it a good old 8.2. I like to go on 8. that. 8.2 feet. Yes. This is, a, this is a long boy. Yeah. Big boy. Um, how many tapirs go into the... Solomois Amazonas Waterway, a major route for Brazilian industry transport. Nah. Here's a hint. The place where the Rio Solomais meets the Rio Negro is called the Encontro das Aguas, which is meeting of waterways. At this point in the river, you can see a distinct difference in color. This is because the Rio Negro is the largest black river, black water river in the world, which means that it's a slow-moving waterway that flows through swamps and wetlands and picks up decaying plant matter that turns the water black. And then the Rio Solomes, which is part of the Amazon River, is white water, which means it's faster moving and contains more suspended sediment because it's picking it up as it's like whipping around, you know, the bend. Just around the river bend? Uh, so it makes it look white. How long did you say it was? How long did I say the river was? Yeah. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <Darn it. laughs> Just the waterway? Yes, yes. 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 I don't know. I've, I, I don't even have a, a visual concept of this thing. I assume it's, it's a section of river. I, I will give you another hint. Or I saw just, a picture of it and like the land on the other side was... Way in the distance. Is it just, is it just the Encontras de, de las Aguas or whatever? No, no, no. That's just where they meet. Oh. It's this long. Waterway. Oh, it's the long Black River. It, yes. Yeah, yeah. The the Rio Negro. Yeah, it's a major. It's the Solomes Amazonas and Solimoes. I guess it's in Brazilian. It's in Portuguese. It's in Brazilian. Uh, it's a, it's in Brazil, and it's Brazil's like, it's a one a major waterway for transport in Brazil. 
I'm going to say 100 miles. Sounds like a thing. Um, and this is 8-ish feet. I mean, can, can we... Tired of having to divide things by... Divide 5,100 by things. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm at, if it was 10 feet, then it would be... 510. So it's not 10 feet, it's 8 feet. So we're going to add a little bit more to that. So we're going to say 600. No, we're going to say 650 for a mile. Mm -hmm. And then it said 100 miles, so I'm going to say 65,000. Right on the nose. Bam! The, Emerald Live. Uh, final answer? Yeah, 65,000 tapirs. It's a million three hundred thousand. <laughs> 680 or yeah, 680 this thing's like a thousand it's miles several long. Th yeah it's a couple thousand miles long <laughs> <laughs> um it's ridiculous let's move on to weight it's 225 kilograms or 596 pounds or 496 pounds sorry That's a heavy boy still big uh, how many tapirs go into the weight of the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio, Rio de Janeiro? Oh, that one I do have a visual concept of. It always looks way bigger than I think. Because they, all the pictures of it are like it and then the like the city below, which is down the mountain. So it looks huge because like it's towering over the city, but it's on this huge, it's on the top of a mountain. It's also probably is huge unless it you're is giving me a hint it is huge yeah i mean it's a big statue yeah i've been to the one in peru and colombia which but is those, smaller right? those are a lot smaller and then there's one in the, in the keys that we that you and i went to go dive next to yeah that's christ the rock yeah um man if i was on an iconoclasm spree there'd be a lot of a lot of christ the redeemer statues that'd be all all messed up. Um, the weight of it. I mean, it's super tall. It's probably made out of some rock. <laughs> do you, do you want to I would say a million pounds. That's uh, a lot. Would you like a hint? That's not going to tell me. It's, it's not going to help me. This actually is kind of helpful if you know anything about geology. Uh, it's, no, I don't. So let's just move the 30, on. It's the 30, it's 38 meters and 125 feet tall. Okay. And it's made of soapstone. So you can summon your friends with it <laughs> in Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going with a million pounds. Okay. How and many this, boys? This is... What did you say? 490-something? 496. Yeah, that's going to be 500 for sure. So two of those go into a thousand. A thousand thousands go into a million. So I'm going to say two thousand boys two thousand boys two thousand eight hundred and twenty two no way i'm still i'm still like 30 percent off but still <laughs> pretty darn good 30 <laughs> percent off is a decent sale that's fine <laughs> uh yeah that's all i got wow that was close so it's like almost two million no no it's like a million and a half pounds sure i didn't write it down but sounds right Okay. Okay. All right. I'll deal with that. I was way <laughs> off on that dumb waterway. All right. Let's talk about what this thing eats. It's an important part of Brazil's like. It's culture dumb because and... it's long. <laughs> <laughs> it's longer than I thought it was. <laughs> like the Revenant. 
um, so uh, it it's an uh, an herbivore, a herbivore. Yeah, that means it eats herbs. Yeah, people named herb. Yeah, specifically, watch out. it eats um, herby fully loaded. Oh no. Like a load of potatoes, fully loaded potatoes. Oh no, it's got sour cream and cheese. It's got cheese sour in cream it. and bacon and, <laughs> and chives, also and some and some chili. Good. Um, but no, it doesn't like those things because it likes leaves, branches, grasses, and sometimes fruit. Okay. Uh, and it's a browser, so it kind of wanders the Amaz- Amazon floor. Yeah. No, no. It you you click on uh, South American tapir. Uh, it's the fastest browser out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can actually run pretty fast. I didn't put a, how fast they can run, but they... Uh, good swimmers, they, good runners. They're very nimble. Uh, but they love, speaking of swimming, they love to, to hang out in water. It's their favorite. That's why they're the swimming trunks. <laughs> um, they can swim and dive really well, and they spend a lot of their time walking along the bottom of uh, lakes and ponds and rivers and things like that. Uh, eating aquatic life and staying away from jaguars. Jaguars. But that also leaves them open to predation to crocodiles and caimans uh, that live in the area. Although the crocodile that feeds on them is like the oocyle crocodile or something like that, and there's there aren't that many of them left. So there's a there's a black caiman that eats them. Mm-hmm. But th- I mean, th- like you said, they're. They're 500 pounds and they're eight feet long. It's just tough to chow down on them, especially if they don't want to be chowed down. It's not like a, not like a manatee that just sits there and takes it. <laughs> Manatees are chumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're just doormats. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, actually, I saw that the, the largest uh, South American tapir was 710 pounds. Big, big boy. Yeah, uh, that's like that is a that's a cow almost. Yeah. Um. Outside of being eaten, their lifespan is about 25 to 30 years. Um, and when they are uh, threatened, which is... Jaguars will sometimes ambush them in their sleep. Rude. Um, which is weird because I saw that they like to browse at night. And jaguars hunt at night. So you'd think they'd be sleeping at the they, same time. They, um... When they sleep... they I read that they eat mostly in the af- in the morning and the afternoon. so Or in the... Morning and the evening. They're so like crepuscular. The beginning of nighttime, they probably finish finish up and go to sleep. And they don't sleep in the water. They sleep in the banks. So And then they get munched on. Yes. And then the last thing I'll say before the major fact is that uh, the Spanish slash Quechuan word for uh, for the South American tapir is Sachavaca, which mm-hmm. literally means bush cow. Hmm. And that's all I got. Okay, you ready for the major facts in this episode? Sure. Here comes the major fact. Tapirs have a strange elongated elongated nose we already talked about that's similar to a stubby elephant trunk. Uh, This nose is actually called a proboscis. Ew. Yeah. Bugs have those. It's just any nose that's like long, uh, front-facing situation. Uh, It's an extension of the animal's lower lip or upper lip uh, combined with its nose. That's good. Like yeah. a, like an elephant's trunk. Yeah. The proboscis... Well, the elephant has like its own lip, doesn't it? I don't think so. You're right. It's just... Yeah, you're right. Just the bottom lip and the I think trunk. when it opens its mouth, its trunk is just like... It's... Yeah. Uh, the proboscis can move in any direction and even grab objects by curling around them. 
like an elephant's trunk. But it's not uh, that long. But it's not that long. Yeah. Well, the Malayan one is longer. Is it? The South, Amer- the South American one is stubbier. Um, the strange... This strange mini trunk can serve several practical uses uh, that come in especially handy in the rainforest. Mm -hmm. One of the most commonly observed uses for a tapir trunk is grabbing branches and leaves that would otherwise be slightly too high to grab (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) Like, man, if I, if I, I I really don't want to have to, you know, jump up a little bit on my hind legs for this. Yeah. I'm very happy I have this proboscis. Probiotic. Um, It only offers a few extra inches of reach, but the fact that it can grab and curl allows tapirs to direct leaves directly into their mouths. Um, So it makes for easy, more easy foraging. It also, it's, but it's also used to strip leaves from branches and pluck fruit from trees. So it's, it's dexterous, Mm -hmm. which is helpful. Uh, trunks also allow them to snorkel underwater. Yeah. The tapirs are excellent swimmers, like you said, and they'll often jump into the water to escape predators or to hide. Um, it's, that's their ma- main source of coverage. Right, um, right into the waiting jaws of a crocodile. Yeah. But I read about like how the, there's two basic like predators for a tapir. Both of them are, one is pretty small. And the other one is critically endangered. So <laughs> also they get uh, anacondas attack them too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So green and green. they love water. Yeah, but I've I've again, seen I've seen the Ice a, Cube movie. You uh, you have to be a big anaconda to to take down a four hundred pound guy. So, so like an anaconda. Not all of them are the ones from the movie. <laughs> the one from the movie is like forty five feet, feet yeah. long. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you like, that's a big thing to, I, I would imagine, uh, calves are more at risk. Yeah. Also, I think the word prehensile is what, did you say that already? Yeah. Uh, maybe for the, like just the word to describe the way it uses its trunk. Yeah. Like a, a prehensile tail is something that can grab. Like and, a monkey can grab things and the, uh, our hands are prehensile. New world monkeys versus old world monkeys. New world monkeys have prehensile, prehensile tails. Prehensile tails. Like spider monkeys. What old world... Oh, like a baboon, I guess. Baboons don't have... Yeah. Is that a monkey? Yep. Huh. Um, That was an ape. Nope. Nope. It's got a tail. There's only three apes. Yeah. Chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans. What about bonobos? Oh, gibbons. You're right. Oh, gibbon. Yeah, okay. Um, So... uh, When they're in the when they're in the water, they can point uh, point their nostrils straight up above the surface, while the rest of their body is obscured underwater. Real sneaky, like Robin Hood (laughs) Um, from the cartoon. I was thinking Tantor from Tarzan. That's true. But then he can he uses it like a periscope. He can see through his trunk. Yeah, that's amazing. That's or maybe he's just smelling like like um Daredevil. You know, he smells oh, so well. He I, can see a picture of everything. Tapirs can smell really well. They can smell really well. They also use their trunks to enhance their ability to food smell. <laughs> what am I food smelling right now? <laughs> Pancakes. Good. Uh, tapirs have a great sense of smell and great hearing, but pretty bad eyesight. So finding food is primarily a nose game. Um, when like dogs and even humans are trying to locate something by smell, they 
move their heads. They like they'll move their entire bodies, pivot just to like angle their nose to pick up a stronger scent. Um, like when something stinks in your refrigerator and you're trying to find it, you know, you're just using your head, using your neck and your shoulders and bending your uh, bending at the waist and stuff. As I, there's no better way to do it. There's no better way to do it because you don't have this pre- prehensile t- t- uh, trunk. I was going to say tongue. Tusk. And I was going to say tusk. <laughs> so it was going to be tr- uh, trusk. Yeah. A trusk fund. Yeah. A trusk fund manager. Um, but like bears, uh, a very acute sense of smell can be more finely tuned by subtle changes in nostril direction and elevation and movement. So like humans can't smell well enough for that to even be worth it, but a dog might be able to. Dogs change, they they move their, their little nostrils, cute little noses oh, around. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, like bears are have can do that too. But these guys, yeah, obviously, obviously, can really fine tune it, you know, without. But they also don't have very agile necks to be able to like you know. They're no neck chumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like the the manatee on this chumps over here. They really are like uh like like SpongeBob. It's like body, 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 then just head. Yeah. The rest of its head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tapir trunk also facilitates a pronounced flemin response. Mm, I can't tell you how many times I've been looking for a good flemin response <laughs> around here. There's just too many chains. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Too many chain restaurants. This is a restaurant? Okay. It's got off the railroad worm. (laughs) Uh, A flemming response is when an animal curls their lip to expose their upper teeth. Many mammals do this, but it's probably most familiar to you with horses. Whenever you see see, a horse flap their big old lips open and and expose their huge horse gums, Mm -hmm. that's a flemming response. And they're trying to smell better. No, uh, it's thought that it's a prime. It's primarily used to like. It's in response to chemical scents related to reproduction. So, when male tapirs do this, it's because they're smelling for rival males, or they're smelling females that are single and ready to mingle. In heat. Yes. Um. So it's it's something that we. I don't know if we understand the mechanism or if it's just a physical response to something. And it's usually in response to something relating to reproduction. It looks fierce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's other situations where, like, juveniles will do this for some reason in certain animals. Um, uh, Horses, after giving birth, will sometimes do this when they're smelling their... Yeah, so some some chemicals related to reproduction trigger this response. And tapirs do it a lot. Interesting. Yeah. And that's all I got. Alright, that was the tapir, South American tapir, specifically. Yeah. So for you out there in Podcastia, stretch your proboscis, grab some healthy plants, and always flee from wild jaguars. Like the tape here in life, death, and taxonomy. Howdy, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the episode. You may have noticed we're short on measure-up intros. 
and that's where you can help. Send in your Measure Up intros by using your phone's voice recorder app or any other recording app. Just record it, send it on over to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. And you can usually do this just in your phone's recording app. There should be an option to send things via email. And it takes less than a minute or two. And we really super appreciate it. Thanks for listening and also engaging. podcast <laughs> is that good advice always flee from wild jaguars well definitely don't want to be near them but if you encounter one should you run i don't know i don't want to find out <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say always flee from jaguars but it was like if you see one from the zoo don't run away from your parents <laughs> <laughs> also good advice we'll put this all in the end just in case <laughs> um